Welcome to PR360, a weekly interview podcast dedicated to talking about the important topics within the public relations technology industry, hosted by Brett Deister and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find out more information at globalresultspr.com. And welcome everybody to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And with me, I have Dan Gretsch. And he is actually, I'm really excited to actually talk to him this week on our podcast. He's had over two decades as a journalist and a storyteller, and he's reinvented himself as a digital marketer and educator. He is really one of the experts in storytelling and business correspondence at NPR Marketplace and PBS's nightly business report. He also has a 12-week course called BizHack Premier, and this is to help people get their business into the right track in marketing and business as well. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And first question is I ask all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? (laughs) I'm a coffee drinker, although I'm getting into matcha tea these days, which I make at home myself, which I guess we all are doing these days with the lockdown. Uh, mostly I'm still doing my coffee because I just can't get away from the goodness or the sweetness of coffee for me. Yeah, I hear you. So tell us a little bit about BizHack and Digital Marketers Edge. Absolutely. So BizHack is a academy that I founded to help PR and communications professionals transition into the digital world. I'm a guy who spent most of my career as a journalist and then later in PR, and I recognize that digital marketing, learning how to distribute content to online audiences was a critical skill set that I was missing in order to fully realize my potential as a storyteller. And I created BizHack Academy to help people like me who were excellent storytellers but didn't necessarily know the digital tools to get them to reach new audiences. And our premier offering is a 12-week course called the Digital Marketer's Edge, which is a course that takes you from just kind of getting started in digital marketing to running actual social media ad campaigns on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and generating new clients for your agencies or new customers for the businesses that you serve. Mm, so it's almost like a boot camp for digital marketers and PR people. It's absolutely a boot camp. It's also almost like a leveraged coaching or consulting experience where we work with you step by step so that you can actually start marketing your business and your clients' businesses using Facebook and Instagram ads. It's not really so much a course as it is a experience where you're actually working on the challenge of your business in a classroom setting. That's actually really great and interesting because social media and digital marketing is always changing and it's becoming more and more important as we go through the decades, it seems like. Absolutely. And especially now with a lot of folks right now at home working from their computers, Facebook has seen across all of its platforms and Facebook owns WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Instagram messaging, they have seen a 50% increase, a 50% spike in messaging across all of their platforms. So people are communicating virtually now much more. People are much more active on social media. They're reading their emails more avidly. 
They're buying things more online. There's never been, frankly, a more important moment for people to be online. Hmm. And can you tell our listeners what you've learned over the years about digital marketing in general, or and also what's the future look like from your perspective? Yeah. Well, the first and number one thing that I've learned as coming to digital marketing as a storyteller is that the thing that we do best as PR professionals, as communications professionals, is we're awesome at finding and telling stories. And the good news is that that is the single hardest thing about digital marketing is finding a great story and telling it effectively. What's really happened, what's really changed is how you get that story to audiences. We're all used to earned media where we would go through journalists to have our stories told. Now we can go direct to the audiences with those stories. You need to know how to use digital tools to reach those audiences. And what advice could you give some businesses about digital marketing that they may not know or they may be doing wrong? Yeah. My biggest piece of advice is, and this is from the experience of working with more than 300 communicators and agencies over the course of the last five years, is that you can do this. There's this sense from more experienced folks in the PR field that everything that you've done up until now somehow doesn't count, that your experience is minimized and devalued in this new digital world. And I'm here to tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. Everything you've done, every experience you've had, the lessons you've learned from pitching and repitching and doing that hundreds of times, that is critical knowledge in this new digital era. You just need to learn how to translate those skills into the new digital lexicon. And that's really what I'm dedicated to doing what BizHack Academy is all about, helping communications professionals retool for the digital age so that our amazing skill set can shine. And what was your appeal to actually start two startups? What drove you to actually doing that? Yeah. So before starting BizHack, I was lucky enough to be part of two startups. These were startups that were founded by someone else, but that I was on the kind of initial team for. And in both of those cases, I worked in a marketing and communications and PR role. And what I really learned from working at startups is how you build a business from the ground up. I really understand what it is to be resource constrained, to have very little money, no staff to do it, and to be going up against big incumbent competitors with all sorts of advantages. The one thing you have as a startup is you can be nimble. And especially right now, when the world is turned upside down and we're all trying to figure out what to do, to be nimble is actually an incredible advantage. And so startups can turn on a dime and pivot. And frankly, if you're a business owner or you run your own agency and you're not thinking about how to retool your business for this new world, you're going to be left behind. Yeah. And speaking of that, what do you think startups are creating great digital products. Who do you think out there is actually doing that right now? Oh, it's such a great question. What I'm seeing right now is that both startups and established businesses that are doing best in this environment are really thinking about what do their customers need and meeting those needs. So if you are a business owner and you're serving 
a certain niche audience. And let's say you're an agency and your primary communications are with groups that are doing environmental regulations or whatever. Thinking about what are their needs right now? How have they changed from even a few weeks ago? And how can you help them meet those needs and those new pain points uh, is an area where uh, all of us have something to contribute. One example of this is crisis communications. Right now, a lot of the businesses that we work with are having to communicate with their employees about being laid off, about being furloughed. They're having to communicate with their customers about not being able to do business in the traditional way. And they're not necessarily well-equipped, these businesses, in how to communicate internally and externally in a way that doesn't alienate folks. I think everybody's watching really carefully on how they're being communicated to right now. And it is critical critical that you, as a communications professional, help your clients and for your own agency navigate these bumpy rides. Yeah. Speaking of crisis calm, I'm pretty sure a lot of PR people weren't actually planning for, let's say, a pandemic in their crisis plan. So how could they shift their crisis plan to at least pull in the pandemic side? Because we're all caught off guard and now we have to shift and pivot. So do you think right now they should actually rewrite or add to their crisis plan with this one as well? Yeah, I would definitely not recommend that any of your communications go out without being completely reimagined and vetted and probably rewritten. I don't think there's anything that any of us wrote three weeks ago that really can be used in this moment. So it's a lot of work, right? Like all of your ads, all of your pitches, all of your marketing has to be retooled. People are afraid. They're freaking out. People are losing jobs. I think we're only seeing the beginnings of the economic pain. And that's not even to mention people who are getting sick and dying. And so in this moment of national upheaval, of national panic, of national pain, you got to revamp. You got to stop whatever you're doing and you got to think really carefully about what you're putting out into the world. And speaking of that, how should marketers and PR people message maybe internal communication about working from home? Because there's now a renewed push about working from home and people wanting to work from home more often than before. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of great tools out there for working remotely. And we put together uh, BizHacks LinkedIn, nice little resource for professionals who are looking to move their businesses remote. There's a lot of tools out there. And by the way, any software that you use right now almost definitely has an extended trial period or discounts for small businesses. And so even your existing software, you should check into what programs they have for businesses because they know that we're in pain. Yes, I think a lot of us are being forced to move into a remote work setting. And because of that, I think the world will get used to working remotely. And I would be very surprised. I really don't think there's going to be going back. I think we're going to see remote workplaces taking hold in a much bigger way. I know the last startup that I worked for for three and a half years that we grew to a two and a half million dollar a year business, that startup was done entirely remotely. My current company is entirely remote. Just like it's hard to imagine that all these people who are getting used to buying online are going to suddenly run back to the stores when the stores reopen. I think we're seeing changes now. I call it an acceleration of our digital future. And, and this is why 
learning these digital tools about how to reach your audiences is so critical now for a communications professional now more than ever. And what do you think those new messaging should be for like, let's say example, Slack is a completely almost remote communication system that you can use remote as well, but you can use in office. Do you think they should be changing a little bit of their marketing tactics or marketing messaging to kind of be ahead of the wave of working from home people? Yeah, absolutely. There is a kind of cardinal rule in marketing, which is meet your audience where they are. And what that means is whatever channel or communications method they prefer, that's where you need to reach them. And what we're seeing is spikes in email usage, spikes in messaging through Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and Telegram and other messaging apps. And yes, you just need to transition your messaging to meet them where your audiences are. And the thing that makes this world complex for a communication strategist is that not all of your audiences can be reached through all of your channels. And so the days of the Super Bowl ad where everybody can be reached in one communication are are long over. We're very fragmented. And this fragmentation is accelerating as more and more channels emerge. And so if you don't have like a what's up communication strategy for your business or your agency, then you need to develop one because that's where we're headed. That's where we are. And do you think... Now, in the future, there's going to be a bigger push for digital-only events after this, or do you think it'll start to normalize, and should most event people do like a mixture of, hey, we got these digital-only tickets, should there be more of that? Should there be more of that messaging of, hey, we've got you, we have digital-only, and we also have in-person events as well? Yeah. It's a great question, and I don't know the answer to that. There's no replacement for human contact. And the the human-to-human interaction that's mediated by a digital technology is just not the same as being face-to-face with someone. There will always be a room for in-person events. One of the things about social media is studies have shown that they make people more lonely. And so social media doesn't solve loneliness. It actually does the opposite. It makes it worse. Whereas we know that in-person events create community and create a sense of of being out there and with someone. I think what's going to happen is people are going to become more flexible to experiencing life digitally. Just like my daughter, who's a first grader, is learning online. I never took a course online. I think that the younger generation is more used to lives that are intermediated by digital, and we're getting used to that world now too, but there will never be a replacement for the in-person. So if I were in events marketing or events production, obviously you're in for a bit of pain for quite a little bit of while for the in-person events. I would definitely be experimenting with online events, and I would also use this opportunity to really build out your digital presence to revamp your website, to reach your audiences via email and through messaging. Now is the moment to kind of dust off all of your digital to make sure that it's right on point. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to survive the next couple of months. And mostly speaking about messaging for marketing, do you think it's going to be more about community building than less about selling the product and more selling about the community or messaging around? We have a great community than it has before? Because before it's mostly still been about selling the product, but now do you think there's going to be a shift to more community building and community messaging? Yeah, 
I think so. I mean, if you're selling toilet paper, <laughs> F community, you're just selling something everybody wants. But if you're, like most of us, selling a product or a service that's not exactly toilet paper, I think the general sense is people are scared right now and they're going to be responsive to a salesy message negatively. I don't think that'll be forever. I think you just need to be really careful about how you sell right now. But I also think that if you're selling something that is needed, if you're a crisis communicator, now is the moment for you to be reaching out to your prospects and offering your services, getting yourself out there, being of service, but also not being afraid to be paid for those services. Because what we are expert at, though sometimes we take it for granted, is what the world needs right now, which is really on-point communications and storytelling. So don't just give it all away for free. That's fair. I mean, you really don't want to do that because then you have no business. That's right. You can build community through givebacks and free events, but you should always have an eye on how can you generate revenue by servicing folks who have money to spend. Mm -hmm. And how do you think storytelling will evolve for marketing and PR in 2020? Where do you think it's going to be going? I think stories are getting... I think what's so awesome about storytelling and what makes our skill set around storytelling a superpower is that the media change, but the message, the story is universal. Ever since Aristotle, poetics, when he kind of laid out the elements of great story, Joseph Campbell, on through the ages, Carl Jung, these guys all define what makes a great story. And from the caveman sitting, around a campfire to us today on social media, the elements of a great story, strong characters, a great through line, a beginning, a middle, and end, these things never change. And so what we know best is actually the hardest skill to learn, which is how to tell a story, how to put together something meaningful with a beginning, a middle, and an end. The trick is that you then need to upskill so that you can tell it on the modern communications platforms. And, and that's what I'm dedicated to helping communications professionals do, which is up their digital game. Mm. And you think, will podcasting elevate the brand's content mix in 2020? Do you think you're going to see more branded podcasts from businesses, even internal or external? Do you see that coming? Podcasting has had a boom for the last few years. A lot of that is driven by the amount of time that people spend in cars or outside of their house. Um, and so one of the things that I, I think would be interesting to see, and, and I don't have any data for this now, is how people's listening habits change when they are at home all the time. I can tell you terrestrial radio, which is traditionally listened to in cars, is going to have a big drop in listenership, is my prediction. Streaming radio, so analog radio, radio listened to through antennas, I'm expecting to see a significant drop. Streaming, however, might have a corresponding increase. And so it's hard for me to say how podcasting is going to do in this mix. I know that all of our habits and patterns of behavior are being thrown up in the air right now. And that's one where I haven't seen the data yet. What are some blind spots that companies or PR pros do or are making right now? I do think to your earlier question, selling too hard, even selling in a way that you think is sensitive and appropriate might have a negative response because people are on a hair trigger right now. I think another thing is being silent is a huge mistake right now. 
if you're not in business, if you're not able to do your normal things, you still need to be communicating regularly with your customers and every day with your staff because they are scared, they're unsure what's happening. So I think the one thing right now is you can't over-communicate, but you do want to make sure that your communications are on point and kind of sensitive to the moment that we're living in. And speaking of that, what should PR pros, when it comes to their strategy, be aware of in 2020? What should they start focusing on more and what should they stop focusing on? I want to give you an answer to that question. And if you had asked me it two months ago, I would have had all sorts of great responses. But to be very honest, this situation right now is so fluid and day to day. You know, I just learned that my daughter is not going to be going back to school until at least mid-May, according to the governor of Florida. And that has, I live in Miami, and that has completely upended all of my family's plans. It's completely restructured how I spend my days. I think many of us now are in a position where we're becoming the educator, primary educator of our children while also trying to run our businesses. I don't know what's going to happen next. Facebook ads, which is one of my specialties, we teach courses and how to advertise on Facebook. Facebook, though it's seeing a huge bump in messaging, is actually seeing a pretty rapid decline in advertising as a lot of retailers are pulling out of Facebook. This actually means it's a great time to advertise on Facebook because it's cheaper. So the world is getting jumbled like an egg, and it's really hard to know which direction it's headed in. Fair. So basically, you should say advertise more right now. I absolutely say thank you for that. Lean in as much as you can. If you have the resources, you have the financial and, and emotional resources to lean into this and find the opportunity in it. There are a lot of people out there that just don't have that ability, and they're kind of going into a shell. And now is not the time to go into a shell. Now is not the time to cut all your expenses, fire all your staff, and kind of shutter your business. This period that we're living in is going to last longer than I think we realize. And there are going to be a lot of businesses that come out of it stronger. There's that great expression about you only know if the person is uh, swimming naked when the water seeds. And so we're going to see a lot of businesses that have been doing well because a rising tide lifts all boats. We've had a great economy and it turns out that they're not as skilled at running their businesses. And that's an opportunity potentially for you to eat up market share and to position yourself for when the economy rebounds and it will. And moving on to more schools, since you are an educator, where do you think their programs should elevate or how should they adapt, evolve in the changing digital marketing landscape? and the PR landscape as well. Where do you think schools miss the point? Yeah, the reason I created BizPack was because traditional educators, universities, MBA programs, the quality of their educational content was too theoretical for mid-career professionals and agency owners like your audience. So that's why I created BizPack. What I would say is ask your if you're looking at taking an online course, ask how many leads and sales did people generate after they took your course? And if they're not tracking that as their key performance indicator, then I would think twice about whether taking that course. For instance, in our course, we track every single student who goes through it. And on average, businesses that advertise during our program, for every $1 they spend in ads, they make $29 in incremental revenue. 
So they're making money, paying back their tuition times three over the course of the 12 weeks of our course. And so that's the kind of results that a course like ours can deliver. And that's really what you should be looking for in digital marketing education. If it's theoretical, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. And do you think schools should still teach traditional aspects of PR, like the press release, like contacting the media, all this stuff, or they should just really focus on the future more? I think they have to do both because pitching, earned media, they still have an incredibly important place in the world, not only from a publicity perspective, but even from a digital marketing perspective. You know, there's no more powerful backlink than from an established news organization. So getting an article in the Miami Herald uh, that points back to my website is a huge deal for my website. So digital marketers spend a lot of time pitching as well. So yes, everything that you're doing is important. You just need to do more. You have to upskill and you have to learn new things to complement your existing skill set, which is still relevant in this new world. Mm -hmm. And a fun question for you. What would be your ideal marketing dream team? I would love to have amazing content writers. The hardest thing for me to find is people who can write as well as me, but I'm the founder of the business and I need to be doing other things as well. But I do find that strong writers are incredibly hard to find in business settings. Mm, there you go. Work on your writing. Absolutely. Something we're all really good at. Hey, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah. I was about to say any final thoughts. Yeah, I guess my final thought is this. Now is the time for you to upskill, to take those courses, to learn that stuff that you've been wanting to do for a while and haven't. Digital marketing, for instance, can allow you not only to add new offerings for your agency, so you can now offering paid advertising services, or you can hire people to do that work for you and you'll know what you're talking about when you hire them. But it can also help you give more holistic communication strategies to your clients so that you can speak with authority and deep understanding about their paid advertising strategies, even if you, your agency, isn't doing it for them. Now is definitely the time to learn, to invest in your own learning around digital marketing in these new digital tools, because I can tell you, it will make you even more relevant in the world in which we now live. Well, thank you, Dan, for all the advice and your thoughts about what's going on today and in marketing as well. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you and I, I really love your show and everything you're doing with PR360. Thank you. We appreciate your encouragement and compliments. And we want to thank you for tuning in to PR360. And we want to make sure that you know when the next episode's coming. So subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the digital marketing and PR world. All right, guys, see you next week and stay safe. Later.